Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on part one of chapter 22 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Lord, please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you, Lord. And I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. Now the feast of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priest and officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 1 where it says, The feast of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching. In Numbers chapter 9 and then also in Deuteronomy chapter 16, it goes over the Passover. If you want to read those chapters there, you can read more on that. In verse 2, these chief priests and teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus. They didn't like what he had to say. They had hate in their heart and they wanted to get rid of him, but they were afraid of the people and there were a lot of people that listened to him and learned from him. So they were trying to figure out how they could get rid of him. In verses 3 through 6, we see that Satan entered Judas and he went to the chief priests and the officers and discussed how he could betray Jesus. And so they agreed to give him money and he was just waiting for an opportunity to be able to hand Jesus over to them when there was no crowd because again, they were afraid of the people. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house. The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 7 through 12, Jesus told Peter and John to go and make preparations for the Passover. And he told them exactly where to go to make the preparations and they left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared for the Passover. In verses 14 through 16, Jesus had been wanting to eat this last meal with his disciples before his arrest and crucifixion and all of that. He knew that the time was coming for his arrest and his crucifixion, and he was very passionate about eating this last Passover meal with his disciples, and he wouldn't eat it again until it found fulfillment in the kingdom of God. What Jesus says in verse 18, Jesus won't celebrate the Passover in heaven until his people are gathered to him, and there will be a great supper. And we see this in Revelation chapter 19, verse 9, if you want to go and check that out. In verses 19 through 20, if you've ever been to church or done communion, then I'm sure this is very familiar to you, but we get the bread and it's in a representation of Jesus's body given for us. And we take the bread and break it and give thanks in remembrance of Jesus. He died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, and he is the bread of life. In verse 20, he took the cup and he said that it's the new covenant in his blood which is poured out for us. Whenever Jesus Christ dies on the cross, his blood is poured out for us, and whenever we repent and ask for forgiveness, he washes us whiter than snow. And the new covenant is fulfilled when Jesus Christ dies dies on the cross to forgive us of our sins. In verses 21 through 22, he is telling them that the person that's going to betray him is there and has his hand on the table with him. And that person, like we saw earlier from this Bible study, is Judas. The disciples don't know that it's Judas yet. So in verse 23, they begin to question among themselves who would be the person that would betray Jesus. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 24. Also a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The king of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. 
he said to them, But now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, And he was numbered with the transgressors, and I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That is enough, he replied. All right, so those are all the verses that I'm going to be reading here in part one of chapter 22 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. All right, so in verse 24, there was a dispute among the disciples as to which would be considered the greatest. And we also saw from our Bible study in part two of chapter nine of the book of Luke where they were having the same argument. But they shouldn't focus on who would be the greatest. They have to focus on humbling themselves and serving and loving others and seeking to live and have a heart like Jesus. And that's exactly what we need to do as Jesus' disciples also. What Jesus says in verse 27, he served others and loved others and he was the greatest among them all. He is God the Son, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And so if he humbled himself and served others, we also have to humble ourselves and serve and love others. And verses 29 through 30 Jesus' disciples that have stood firm in their faith and went through the trials and tribulations and still followed Jesus and believed in him, Jesus would bestow on them a kingdom and they would eat and drink at the table in his kingdom in heaven and sit on thrones. And we see in Revelation chapter 21 verse 14 where it says the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb. In verses 31 through 32, Satan wanted to completely crush and destroy Peter, but Jesus had prayed for him. And this shows the importance of prayer and making sure we're praying for others. And Jesus knew that Peter would turn away, but he would also turn back and that he was to strengthen his brothers whenever he did. In verse 33, In that moment, Peter felt like he was ready to go to prison and to death with Jesus, and he wasn't aware of the spiritual battle that he would have where Satan would try to crush him and where he would give in to that temptation of denying Jesus three times. In verse 34, Jesus was predicting that Peter would deny Jesus three times, and we'll see more on that in our Bible study tomorrow. In verse 35, we saw in our Bible study from part 1 of chapter 9 of the book of Luke where Jesus sent out the 12 and he told them to take nothing for the journey. And they didn't lack anything because God provided for them everything that they needed. In verses 36 through 37, because Jesus's work was about to be completed and after his crucifixion and resurrection, he was going to go back to heaven and not be with his disciples anymore. He wanted them to make sure they had the things that they needed while he wasn't with them. People would hate them and persecute them in the name of Jesus and they had to stand firm in their faith and make sure that they had everything they needed to go through all the trials and tribulations that were to come. And he was telling them that what was written about him was going to reach fulfillment and it would be fulfilled in him once he was arrested and crucified and then resurrected three days later and ascended back to heaven. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is Jesus will always provide for us what we need when he tells us to do something. Number two is 
The new covenant was fulfilled whenever Jesus died on the cross for our sins and his blood was shed for us. And number three is we have to humble ourselves and love and serve others just as Jesus did. So that concludes this Bible study on part one of chapter 22 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into part two, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys!